You're listening to episode 252 of the Major Issues Podcast. We're recovering comic book news, movie rumors, and our Werewolf by Night recap and review. It starts right now. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano aka The Don and if you're listening to this, come on you're only here for one reason, a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, always brought to you by comicbookclick.com and as always, I am never alone, if you could please introduce yourself. Yo, 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 it's your boy Aaron Robinson, aka A Rob, the Marvel God. It's we are boy, the Don. <laughs> We've been blessed with the deity known as the Marvel God once again for an episode. You know, I'm going to have to fix my intro because uh, it won't be introduce yourself. You'll be introduced. This is, you know, this is your home now. You understand? You can, you can, oh, uh, yeah. you can take the crayons and draw on the walls if you want to. You feel me? Like, this is. This- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where we're at right now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I love uh, being here. Uh, we're going to tackle some news. We're going to tackle some... Uh, we're going to tackle our Werewolf by Night recap and review. But the I'm, I, I'm feeling a bit of FOMO, bro. I'm feeling a bit of FOMO. Man. I'm seeing the New York Comic Con stuff out there. <laughs> Man, it you is know. everywhere. Yes, Person at the seams. It's like New York Comic Con is really like almost our Christmas Right. Comic book readers. <laughs> yeah, some some of my friends who have never attended or attending for the first uh, year this year, and it's cool oh. to see them get out there and be with Love the cosplayers you. and stuff. Yeah, so um, shout out to everybody who went out for New York Comic Con and and right, had yeah, a lot please. of fun. Out. We all we all got to find a way to correlate and get to a con somehow, yeah, some definitely. way. Right, so see yeah. things opening up after the COVID shuts down, and you know these these shuts down, shutdowns be coming and going. Like you know, I don't know, gas prices going up and down. <laughs> just a bit, just a bit. And um, I this may sound controversial. Look, I've got I've been shot, boosted, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. it's it's hard to cosplay and walk around with all that stuff and a mask. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, bro. <laughs> you know, like I I got ten foot horns and I'm I'm also I can't breathe because I got a Daredevil. How do you do it? <laughs> yeah, you oh, fun fact. I love Spider Man. As a kid, I wanted to be Spider Man for Halloween. I put the mask over my face, realized I couldn't breathe, and was like, "I'm good. I will do anybody else. I'll be anybody else." But this, Man, I, maybe that speaks to why I became a <laughs> Batman fan because I was like, "Yo, we gotta <laughs> open it." Right? Like, gotta open it up his mouth. <laughs> 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 support the half half a cow, is that why? Peter yeah, can't afford half half a cow, even though it's just a sock. less fabric. <laughs> yeah, he just got a sock on his head. Uh, <laughs> but but that's all that I have uh up front. We um we have a uh fully packed show for you guys here today but you've scoured the multiverse as you do you've kept your watchful eye on all things news so ladies and gentlemen without further ado a rob the marvel god brings us the news yes i have scoured the marvel multiverse and the dc multiverse and the sony multiverse and what's left of the fox first <laughs> in a little bit of the dc universe <laughs> in flames and i'm bringing out the latest and greatest news Man, we have news on Scarlet Witch, Armor Wars, Spider-Man, the end of the multiverse already, even though it's just begun. Werewolf by Night, oh my god, Marvel Comics, uh, and some news about Madam Web. Oh, wow. 
And I guess there's a greater hole than that, the Sony-verse. And to start us <laughs> off, we've heard some rumors. Actually, it's not been a rumor that has been confirmed in our major, to me, personally, it was confirmed. There's a lot of rumors about her. This Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, the Queen, is rumored that, well, there's a Scarlet Witch solo project being worked on as we speak. Starring Interesting. our Queen, Elizabeth Olsen, and filming will start September 2023. Now, what do you what do you think about this? I this has to be a redemption thing, right? Like they this has to be a um, a rehab for the for the <laughs> for the character of Scarlet Witch. I mean, I I loved, and I would have been so frustrated if she didn't uh, turn as drastically as she did in Multiverse of Madness. The mm. like in Marvel when that happens with you know House of M and stuff, she's terrifying. And she oh, totally yeah. was able to bring that characterization to um, the MCU, but I was worried about whether or not they would, because in my opinion, you can only go so far before she's irredeemable. So now, if you're if what you're saying is correct, and they're having a solo project for Scarlet Witch, it has to be the Redeemer, unless everyone's gonna fight her, which I don't think is is, is the option <laughs> there. But what what do you think this could be about? And I guess this um also connects to the idea of whether or not you think she died in Multiverse of Madness, which is what they try to make it seem. But I right. mean, if we don't see a body in the MCU, <laughs> they're usually alive. Yeah, it's basically like man, since phase one, if you don't see a body, the it's up in the air for for you know their return or not. Yeah. But um Man, that her turn in Multiverse of Madness, that they really brought to a whole new side of the character that I honestly didn't wouldn't believe that they would bring to the MCU considering how Disney family friendly they're trying to be. But it just Definitely. shows the direction that they're or the different direction that Marvel can go when it comes to these characters. Yeah. And and how it ended with Multiverse of Madness, oh yeah, there's nobody, flash of light. She's alive. <laughs> Come on, folks. She's alive, or it's interpreted that she's not dead. <laughs> right. I would also maybe even guess that possibly we'll have some after effects of whatever the heck the Agatha Harkness show is, right? Like, that's, that's greenlit. That's being done. Maybe that's what leads to... Um, Scarlet Witch, because last we saw, oh, yeah. Agatha was not a witch. She was a person in Westview. A regular nobody, just, just hey. Right. Artichokey, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we see a situation in which she becomes the big bad in Wanda's film as a revenge for, which totally granted, right? Like, yeah. Like, like, uh, like totally, like, you know, you to I, I remember watching WandaVision, and there's that moment where, um, I think Monica tells her, like, they'll never understand what you did for them. And I'm like, eh, I don't know, man. She enslaved the whole town. I don't know if I don't know if we should be too kind to the the Scarlet Witch. But I love Elizabeth Olsen. I hope she uh I hope she comes back. I hope they kill it and they redeem her. Um we are just exploring the magic side of the MCU and we'll, you know, like we're exploring it in a way we've never have before. So why not bring one of the heavy hitters in Marvel with magic uh, to the forefront? And she also has some kind of weird stories, I believe, as well with Doctor Doom. So that'll be super cool once we start bringing in all those other factors. So I'm down. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of plot threads and storylines that Scarlet Witch alone can just bring to the table of the MCU if she comes back. And like you said before, there is that 
element of that story redemption arc for her and Agatha for both of them to, to come to blows or just become heroines. Because I because I think they did confirm that Agatha will be in the Midnight Suns if I'm not if I'm not uh, you know wrong. Right. I mean, they, I, I say put them all. I put them all there. Bring Loki. Put him. Put, put all these magicians oh, yeah. in the shift and magic. I say do it all, man. All right, do it all. Do it all. Oh yeah, but definitely look out for that. The filming for Scarlet Witch Solar Projects. You know, hey, the title is up in the air for that. It could be called Chaos War for all we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look out for that. Like Film starts September twenty twenty three. That's so interesting. Yeah. But uh, next up, oh, we got some armor wars. Finally, we, our boy Don Cheeto. Yes. <laughs> I the, uh, Iron Man no more. He is headlining his own movie. Not what a, a show decision. No more. What a decision Man. to make. What a promotion in many ways. But I can't help but wonder why. You know, I, yeah. there's a bit of me that's just like, huh, but why? And so I have a longstanding belief that it would be absolutely hilarious if Rhodey was a scroll. You know, uh, Man, hit me with it. Hit me with no, the theories. Right no, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I think I just think that because because of the obvious, um, you know, meta joke of the fact that Terrence Howard played James Rhodey Rhodes uh, in the first Iron Man. And now he's Don Cheadle. I always thought it'd be really funny if, you know, it was a scroll. Um, and it was also believed that the scrolls have been in places of power places of governmental power and have been able oh, yeah. to to do things so the idea that Rhodey, um you know i, I believe he's a colonel now colonel james rhodes um yeah, colonel james rhodes that's a, yeah. that's a huge position to have a you know a black op spy <laughs> scroll spy at and um Definitely. people have even pointed at like his kind of no holds barred assault in the germany airport you know, like when he's attacking some of those people, he's not fighting them like they're friends, man. You know, he pulls out that like electric stick thing and he's about to, you know, uh, he, right. he, he says, says the cat, this ain't gonna, this ain't gonna feel good neither. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he gets yeah. at Wanda at one point, you know, which is causes vision to trade sides momentarily. Um, so I just think it would be funny if, if that was the case for that, but we know very little about armor wars. I you gotta true. think you gotta think that the MCU is looking to fill their Robert Downey Jr. shaped hole, right? Oh yeah, we need we need the tech. There's been there has been a true like tech sized hole in the MCU these past two phases, honestly. Yeah, yeah, mm. and we know we're gonna have you know the genius Riri Williams be introduced in Wakanda Forever, so we have her on deck. Uh, Rhodey, to my knowledge, is he very tech savvy? I know he wears the suits. But like, yeah, is he going to? Suit? Yeah, I don't he's know. He's not like. Want to, to oh no, one. he's he's not really like you know the tech guy to call if you have a tech problem to you know. But if it comes support. to weapons, right? <laughs> you, don't, you don't call. You don't call. You don't call Rhodey. You call Tony. <laughs> right. Right. But if you need help blowing some some something up, you know you call Rhodey. <laughs> but yeah. um, I think they really will elevate his character to that degree where he can sort of be looked at as both not just as a big gun but also as a uh, you know, as the smart tech guy, just as Sam as inheriting both the mantle of, you know, Captain America, but also elevate his own character as Falcon to both coexist as both characters. Yeah. 
and we can definitely see uh, with his character being in Secret Invasion as well, we could definitely see that uh, character regression, his growth from where he was as Journal, as Colonel James Rhodes, to as an <laughs> Avenger, to helping out and stopping Thanos in Endgame to where he's at now. Matter and, of fact, I got a ten for a hot theory, bro. I want to do this for every yeah, put news, them on, y'all. every news session. There, My theory is uh, he will be revealed as a scroll <laughs> in Secret blah, Invasion, blah, blah. and Armor Wars will be our first look at actual factual Rhodey. Oh my god! You know, like actual, and he'll be dealing with being gone for I don't know where they put him. That once they would <laughs> be insane because that would be just like from the comics. Yeah, just like in Secret Invasion, the the heroes were gone for, well, in our, and how would I explain this? Like in <laughs> our universe, decades, yeah. but in their universe, like a couple years. Like right. they would hint at why a character's being weird, why they acted a certain way. Like you said, why was Rhodey is pulling out some of the hard stops on Cap and Scarlet Witch <laughs> in the airport? Yeah, you know yep. that would explain some of his behavior, why he wasn't around with some of the events, the world-ending events that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it would explain a lot of that. Yeah, and then, and, talking about it, and then we can have um, Cheadle flesh out a brand new roads, a brand new roads that we can now latch onto. Now that we know, because we know very little about him in general, he's been in double-digit appearances in the MCU, but we know very little about him. Probably less than we know about like a Darcy. You know, so if he's gonna get his own film, <laughs> they're gonna have to give us a lot. Yeah, they're gonna we have know to more get about Darcy than we know about probably the arguably top five strongest Avengers when it comes yeah. to this firepower. What like what, blah, the, blah, third, blah. the third person introduced to the MCU? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm like <laughs> so all that and more. And I would want to say that in the comics, um, a, a person that ends up coming out of the woodwork and trying to take some revenge is Zeke Stain. Um, mm. Obadiah's son. So I think that's a, a interesting possible villain for all this. Uh, if they want to go the classic MCU route of I've now got to clean up all of Tony Stark's mistakes, <laughs> not and like Spider Man inheriting sins <laughs> of the father. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Love but that could that. that could be cool. Man, and Armor War starts filming summer of twenty twenty three. Man, look out for y'all. Look out for that Don Cheadle. Yeah. You know what? Is, the tagline is going to say, boom, you're looking for this? Calling <laughs> <laughs> <All in> it. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, next up, man, we have some ooh, We got some more Deadpool news. I don't know if I said that or not, but it's more so about cameos. Oh, Cameos, man. So many rumors about the cameos, who's casting, and Deadpool 3. Some are rumors, some are confirmed, but, you know, put those tinfoil hats on, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything about Zazie Beats yet? Uh, so far, the only confirmed, confirmed three castings confirmed for Deadpool 3 are Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, and Al. Oh, Blind Al? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I forget so the actress's funny. name. I, I'm so oh, sad. Oh, she's that. a legend, right? Man. Uh, what's her name? Somebody help me out. Somebody in the comments. Just, if you know me, shoot me a text and tell me to feel bad about it. Leslie about Uggams. Thank you. Leslie, yes. So Leslie. far, the only three confirmed castings, but uh, when it comes to these these rumors, man, the rumor mill is spinning. So grab a pinch of salt. I've <laughs> yes, seen please. Everything from from mutants to just inhumans to 
Well, villains from the multiverse. <laughs> interesting, interesting. But the biggest one I've seen is our boy, a homegrown from 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 Queens, Peter Parker. Wow. Everyone wants the Spider-Man Deadpool team up. What do you think about it? I think that would be super cool. I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like um, somebody like on the outside of this weird like divorce between Marvel and Sony. Like I don't know what the <laughs> visitation rights are for Spider Man. Really, I thought I did, but I clearly yes, don't. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, Spider Boy. Yeah, I clear. I clearly don't understand what new agreements and stuff they've gotten to since you know he was going to exit after three after No Way Home. That was the whole big hubbubaloo. Um, yeah. I don't doubt that Sony won't mind him being in other projects to boister his brand and thus make them more money. Um, I'm totally down for a Spider-Man Deadpool thing. I almost don't, this is me sound controversial. I almost don't want too many cameos in this. I kind of just want Wolverine and Deadpool just being them, you know? Really? Um, I wouldn't mind if it becomes a who's who of the Fox universe. Last week we talked about this possibly being a Deadpool kills the Marvel universe kind of, or Fox universe kind of situation. Um, but I guess, I guess it's one of those things where I've wanted Deadpool and Wolverine on screen for so long that now that I know I got that, I'm kind of good with the meal. And then you're like, oh, and the next course, and the next course, and I'm like, wait, wait, I just let me, can I, can I just taste this? I want, I want to get, I need to make sure this is good. I know desserts on the way, but you know. So I I just I I don't have any doubts they they were able to kill it with both Deadpool films I dig the first one a bit more than the second but um I think Wolverine is gonna and Hugh Jackman is going to uh, really add a lot to the franchise definitely definitely they're definitely gonna add a lot to the franchise and with Kevin Feige and a lot of these recent interviews he they're it's Deadpool three they're keeping it rated R it's he's Brian Reynolds has made it so that Deadpool is standing alone on his two feet in the MCU. And I will argue. I'm not going to argue. You can argue with your mama, argue with your dad, people <laughs> out there, argue with your pastor. I don't know. But Deadpool 3 will definitively be the best third installment when it comes to trilogies for comic book movies. Like Deadpool wow. 1, Deadpool 2, Deadpool 3 is just all fine. It, right. it will break records. Right. Now I can, I can totally see it. And we're in a situation right now that it does feel very fan servicey in the best way. I, I'm never one. I'm never going to be one to complain about that kind of stuff. Yeah, never. I'm never going to be one to complain about that. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see. I want to see what they're able to do. Definitely, and you know what? It's kind of crazy. I'm kind of. I feel you on the. Oh my god, we're getting Wolverine and Deadpool. I don't need any more. But I'm like, as I say that, like I'm on the opposite end. I want more. Yeah, give yeah, me all the Deadpool. Yeah. I can, and I can totally it. see that too. I can totally see the whole like, it, this could be our one shot to do it all. This could be our one shot to, you know, uh, at the buffet. You feel me? And get exactly. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And before you, know, you have a smorgasbord of a Thanksgiving plate when you just, you know, paid five dollars just to get on yeah. your buffet. Yeah. Also, shout outs to the little uh, Wolverine joke slash Easter egg and She Hulk this week. That was pretty. Uh, that was pretty cool. I I need to, now. That's the next thing, bro. We got Deadpool and and Wolverine. I'm gonna need Deadpool and Hulk. Get get with it. Get with it. Get right. You we feel need me? Deadpool and Hulk. We need Wolverine and Hulk. We need all the. Oh, I mean Wolverine and Hulk. Yeah. Deadpool and Hulk too. But yeah, Wolverine and Hulk. Somebody, no, Deadpool's tried to kill him too. Yeah, several yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> and in comedically horrific fashion. Right. 
right. the classic, we definitely with Deadpool coming and Wolverine coming with him, we were ever definitely getting that classic Wolverine versus Hulk team up. Whatever Bruce has done on Planet Sakaar, you know. Yeah, with his, uh, <laughs> with his per, uh, paternity suit. Over <laughs> I swear that's what's going on, bro. I swear. And the more you left talk it. about it, <laughs> the more I can't believe it. I just, oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's over there. He's like, come on. You can't deny this kid. Look at him. Like, <laughs> he looks just like Hulk just left the car and with his unborn like, child and Scar just took over the planet after Grandmaster got usurped yeah. and just ran the entire planet into the dirt. Right. <laughs> and, they, and they said, who, who was our last champion? That the green, the big green fellow. Who? Yeah, him. Yeah. Go some. Go get him. Somebody get him. <laughs> he's still acting out. He needs to come out. Yeah, then they'll find his TikToks easily where he's dabbing or whatever. So I believe, <laughs> I believe I believe he'll be an easy person to find. Oh, definitely. Uh, what else? There's more. Uh, oh man, there's really so many. There's so many rumors when it comes to these cameos. Uh, honestly, I think at this point, just people are just making a wish list. Uh, you know, like a Spider Man. Uh, you know, Juggernaut. Everyone wants Juggernaut. Everyone wants more Juggernaut, man. Oh, yeah. 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 More Juggernaut. And I'm not mad about that. I want more Juggernaut. What about you? There's no, there, I don't know about Juggernaut, but there's no way they're not doing a Thanos cable joke. There's no way they're not doing that. They're totally going to find a way to get Josh Brolin in whatever <laughs> to play. I mean, because Cable was 100% fine when we left that pool, too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's 100% fine. So, bring him in. I bring Colossus in. You know, I want to want to see some of those guys again. Oh yeah, Yukio, Negasai, Teenage Warhead, bring them all they did, in. They did Juggernaut Justice in Deadpool too. I, in a way, I didn't think that they would. I need now. I just need to see him in his in his weird BDSM garb that he rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his like sleeveless with the knuckle shit. dusters and everything. Yeah, right. armbands, sleeveless, everything. Sleeveless we need stick, it. We rivets, need it. <laughs> rivets everywhere. We need yeah. it. Ho- hopefully, we get that classic uh, Clash of the Titans of Juggernaut versus the Hulk. Yeah, man, and we're bringing in the thing soon. You understand? So all that stuff Ooh, is about to go all down. All the heavy hitters, Colossus, Thing, Hulk, and the Juggernaut. It, it's a dream come true as a child. We finally get all of them in one universe. That's it. That's it. Oh my god! Let me let me in Secret Wars. What if that's the team up and they all try to take on Kang and get deuced on? One <laughs> fell swoop, just swapped. I remember the the shock on my face when the Guardians tried to get at Thanos and he just one stoned them all, you know, like unraveled them, <laughs> turned them into blocks, and I was just like, "Oh, wow. them!" Yeah, I was like, yeah, "Well, <laughs> I, I I jumped up in my seat. I never Same. forget that energy." I was just like, <laughs> "Same." Oh why God. would you? Why wouldn't you think they were dead? They turned into ribbons <laughs> and blocks, like right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, more Deadpool cameo. I think this might be the last one. Um, uh, more X Force. Uh, more yeah. uh, mutants. Peter, Actual members. Bring in Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see them bring in Peter. Uh, Dopinder. Yeah, bring back bring Peter. Dopinder. Yeah. <laughs> Mister Pool. Like, who ain't mad about Dopinder? One person absolutely confirmed not to return is Weasel. Uh, TJ oh, yeah. Miller's Weasel will not return. I saw this week he is slandering my man Ryan Reynolds man. all over the interwebs, saying that he had that he insulted TJ and that um, you know he's a horrible to work with that he's kind of two faced. I think it should be said <laughs> that TJ Miller, I believe, um, has some very damning accusations against him. 
about various different things that make him somebody that studios probably don't want to touch right now. A little and, problematic. Um, yeah, he the the interview or the whole thing is kind of structured as a I as TJ Miller will refuse to ever work with Ryan Reynolds again on these grounds. When I think it should have been more truthfully, I TJ Miller would not be asked to work with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> That's all about right. <laughs> you know that for Deadpool three and stuff. So I mean, that I mean that news blew up last week and his interview drops this week. It's 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 all pretty apparent that he's trying to use the. Uh, the newfound excitement over Deadpool three to stoke at some old flames and stuff like that. But hey, oh, he's collecting his bit. he's collecting his emoji movie money, bro. So let let, let, just, <laughs> let the man oh, count his pennies. Yeah, let the man count his pennies. I I ain't mad. Let, let, let him do what he got. Yeah, do. you know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at me for for a comedian turned actor. You know, he's doing okay for himself. But you know, get that get that attitude together. Come on, yeah, come on, TJ. But, uh, you know, guys, look out for uh, Wolverine and Deadpool, Deadpool 3, Deadpool and Wolverine take on the Royal Buddy Cop movie of the century yeah. coming man, September right. 2024. Oh, so close, so close. Already so less close. than two years. Ah, I'm my calendar. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next up is some more news. Uh, we have uh, Evan Feige is already talking the end of the Marvel multiverse. Golly. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering what his end goal is in general. Do you see a world in which Feige sets up this conveyor belt system and steps down ever? Do you do you see it or, or do you think he's gonna he's gonna stay and leave this thing and he's just gonna do it as long as he can? Cause this is a lot. This is this is this is painstaking work, bro. Especially this last phase with what twenty projects or some odd being dropped, um, and and moving forward with all that contract negotiations, spoilers, um, you know, uh, rights and and fees and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm just making all this up, but I don't know if I see Feige in the same chair fifteen years from now. Long ago in the distance. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. He'll become Marvel legend. <laughs> it was foretold that he will step down after he made that. I'm not kidding. But I'm going to have one of his production hats in like a glass case. <laughs> <laughs> Just whoever inherits all, every hat that he's ever worn or every hat. red carpet for yep, an yep. interview shall inherit the power of the Marvel gods. Yeah. But, um, it was an interview in an article a long time ago I read. It was, I was in college when I seen this. But um, Kevin Feige and Bob Iger, when he was still there, they laid the groundwork up until 2045 for oh, the MCU. Wow. wow. So I do believe that he will step down eventually and just have his inheritor and the next person under him would just, you know, just basically just direct traffic from that point. It's the ground, bro. The ground's already made. Everything's paved. All the lights are up. All you got to do is just make sure no one crashes. <laughs> so so you think they're doing a crisis on infinite earth kind of thing where they're they're gonna play with the idea of the multiverse to allow them to get all their fun of like hey remember this hey remember that and then just close the whole thing i mean that oh, would yeah. be the end of secret wars wouldn't it to be put to put one earth uh back together because it's gonna be like a bunch of jambled up earths and they're just gonna shove it all uh, together yeah. to make one earth hey, at the just... end of it they're going to take a puzzle piece from this universe and this universe and this one and just mash them together, even though it doesn't stick or fit. But it's going to work. And I guess <laughs> by naming it the Multiverse Saga, that implies that the Multiverse Saga will end. Yeah. And thus... All things come to an end. Yeah, and thus the end of the multiverse as we know it. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but I trust the man. I can't say I don't. You feel me? Right. So I'm on board. Hey, I think it's more of a... It's going to be a reconsolidation 
of yeah. kind of like how uh, I guess since the, one of the first biggest Marvel movies, Blade. Uh, I don't know what universe that's in, but Blade is out there. <laughs> but we do know the Fantastic Four movies are out there, and the Hulk movies. We do know Spider Toby McGuire's and Andrew Garfield's exist in a Spidey Sony verse of yep. movies, and we do know the X Men as jumbled and conflicted and convoluted as their timelines are all exist in a Fox universe. So when I think of this uh, end of the multiverse, I think it's more of an end to the Marvel's multitude of multiverses and just consolidating a lot of these characters under the banner of the MCU. Yeah. Because it, it well, one, it just makes sense. <laughs> and yeah. who doesn't want that cash flow from all these classic characters and movies that we all grew up with that we've seen that we do want to come back and Sony and Marvel seeing the fan from Xavier, Tobey Maguire coming back to the fold and just fans losing their minds. Like, yeah. Who wouldn't want that, that fan from the last send-off to, of these classic characters just to have it all end for them and have it continue forward with new stories, new characters going forward in our new multiverse. Yeah, and think about it. Almost no other franchise is able to have this sort of uh, farewell as this sort of tribute to the past, um, the way Marvel's able to do it now. Um, okay. we, the, these movies, these, these, these like multiversal aspects of like, let's say bringing in the fantastic four from the original film or ghost Rider, any of that kind of stuff that that's gonna make our hearts grow three times, you know, it's normal size. Um, but ultimately it's all to serve the grand MCU while we will, get our jollies from the easter eggs that that's not what the meal is the meal is to get everybody on the same planet at the same time the same Definitely. universe i guess i should say because they're on different planets <laughs> as well but you understand the idea that we don't have to go to another universe to see the illuminati we we'll possibly have one on this earth you understand uh the yeah. x-men and the mutants will have them on this earth so we'll play around with the idea that oh there's so many different versions of earth and then smash them all together come secret wars and then post secret wars post phase five i want to say uh we will be or six uh, is that the end of phase six um uh phase six will end with uh hold on let's see because man 20 plus projects coming out you would think we'll remember yeah yeah phase six <laughs> phase six is secret wars yeah so i think i do think that's what's going to be the last thing for phase six um and i think post phase that's six okay. everyone's on the same planet um which yeah, man. Let's have some fun. I'm down definitely, with that. Definitely. And I think that's probably going to answer a lot of the questions why everyone felt so, uh, I guess, for lack of better words, why there wasn't like this big thing for us to center around, like why so many projects felt disconjointed since Phase 4 started, why nothing seems connected. Well, look at the multiverse of movies, people. There's, there's a lot of shuffling and rumbling going around that they have to consolidate so far i'm in my opinion here's a distraction with miss marvel here's a distraction with moon knight here's a distraction with she hulk you know it's not setting up grand nothing grand yet but here's some new characters for you to love that we're going to introduce later down the road yeah you know as we consolidate everything as we streamline things more as they start to fold in more of the fox characters as they cut contracts start to end as they start to fold in more of the new actors playing the old characters that we grew up loving you know this is a delicate sensitive situation people and, yeah. and, and, and I, I'm, I, I'm, the anticipation is real in me. I want Storm, Magneto, Charles, Charles, <laughs> Charles in the MCU like two, five years ago. But, a real but, apocalypse. <laughs> Can we get a, a real, real apocalypse? apocalypse? 
Not, not the villain for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. A real no, apocalypse. No, no. <laughs> Ivan Ooze is free. <laughs> Ivan Ooze. <laughs> Ivan Ooze is free, bro. But no, like this definitely gonna take some time to like make us not to make us for us to love and grow these characters. You know, as they send us send that love letter off to those old movies. You know, it's it's gonna take some time, and I'm for one, I'm patient. Yeah. I'll wait for it. Same. Definitely, definitely. But uh, what else on this Marvel docket? Oh my goodness! And uh, finally got some um well. Some, I guess some news, some light has been shed upon why the director of Blade has left the uh, project. Okay. And, what do you got you for know, me? It's sad. I mean, well, it's, well, it's business to me. Well, with the director leaving, well, in his humble words, he said in Variety, in an interview to Variety, he said it's been an honor working with the wonderful folks at Marvel. So Tariq in a statement confirming his exit. Man, i so sad. Like, how, can yeah. you, how can you walk away from Blade? <laughs> and he must have known what that was, you know. And like I said, yeah. they're always so hush hush when they change directors and all this other kind of stuff. Um, you know, Doctor Strange director changed right almost like a couple months before, you know, after Literally. they announced that they were doing it, you know. Um, so I, I gotta trust that it's all in the best interest, but I hope that he, you know, still gets to get another bite at the apple somewhere down the line. Definitely. He said we were as he continued to talk, he said we were able to put together a killer cast and crew, and he's eager to see where the next director takes the film. And Marvel also released a, a statement to Hollywood Reporter announcing that about Tariq's departure. Well, and they claimed that his exit was due to scheduling issues and announcing that Tariq would remain an EP on the film. But due to his continued due to continued shifts in well, I guess Marvel's production schedule. Bassman is no longer moving forward as a director of Blade, but will remain an executive producer on the film. Okay, so he's, Marvel, he won't be far. Yeah, and they all appreciate Bassman's talent and the work he's done getting Blade to where it is. So, yeah, man. You know, there's still it, hope for it. I, I got all my fingers crossed. I got my vampire fingers crossed, bro. Yeah, I got my vampire fingers crossed, too. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much... I, and as you said, there, there's, they're literally like when it comes to directors coming and going, there, that happens almost all the time in Marvel. Like, I mean, I think it's, it's Disney. Disney. I think it's a Disney thing, bro. Honestly, when you think yeah. of like the Star Wars directors changing constantly, you know, yeah. um, they they get they'll say, oh, so and so is getting an entire trilogy, and now uh, we decided against it. So and so is going to direct a season of whatever, and uh, yeah. Patty Jenkins was going to do a, a like a Rogue Squadron movie about the about yeah. the things. There was a whole big thing about it. She just shot a trailer, for, not a trailer, but like a a tease that it's she like was going to be yeah. doing it. And uh, nope, to my knowledge, that's been tanked. So. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a monster of a machine that is always working, churning, moving at all times, and um, you know the machinations are things that I I don't understand. So, as they continue on this road to a end goal that only they know, they are making the decisions that they think are best for the properties that they have. And uh, we won't know until we see some of these these uh, properties and see whether or not you know they they had the right mind. Right, definitely, because there's so much controversy around Blade because it is one of those old and great uh, Marvel properties that we all grew up on. I believe Blade dropped in 2000? I, I was 97. 97? Oh, okay. So yeah, right. even, a even a little bit back. Even a little bit back. As a matter of fact, this year is the 25th anniversary of Blade. Ooh, 
25 years. Man, but like just the 97, coming off of those extreme heels of everything that's stream, 90s. You know, everyone oh, grew up in the 98, 90s. 98, 98, before we get corrected somewhere else. <laughs> oh, yeah. 98, thank you. 98, <laughs> 98, 98 like, you know, yeah, that was yeah. one of the those old Marvel films that, you know, that show, like, oh, comic book movies can be violent. They can be gritty. You can, they can tackle those adult themes that a lot of adults, not, not adults, that we, um, yeah. that we deal with on a regular basis. And totally. And with Mahershala Ali, you know, Oscar winner, Grammy nominated, like, you know, he, I said Grammy nominated. <laughs> <laughs> Two-time Oscar winner. Two-time Oscar winner. Two-time yeah, Oscar winner. Like, it's hard not to, like, just hear about the director of something that he's attached to. It's impossible almost. But I do have hope for this because Kevin Feige is handling this situation very delicately. And he, and I, I, I have faith in the man. Come on. Yeah. When is he faltered? Bro, here's some respect on the man. Here's some respect on the man's name. Two Academy Awards, three Screen Actors Guild Awards, a BAFTA Award, a Golden Globe Award, and a Primetime Emmy Award. Oh yeah, they're gonna take their time with Blade. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna take their time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he could have. He could have also been MCU's Uncle Aaron too, if he wanted to be. Honestly, I would have been mad about seeing him in another role. That, that honestly would have been dope. Yeah, but that would have been the like, third. Oh, so I think. They don't want to control the. They don't want to confuse the market. <laughs> that would have been his third. <laughs> but maybe we get Donald Glover. Maybe maybe Donald Glover comes to reprise his role as Uncle Aaron uh, in oh, the MCU. Yeah. I could definitely see him coming back. Like actually, him donning the purple and black yeah. as the Prowler. That'd be so cool. Ooh, and and it would be Look like uh, Miles. It'd be a full circle thing because if I'm not mistaken, um, the idea behind Miles came from an article in which someone postulated that Donald Glover could possibly play Peter Parker because there's nothing inherent about Peter Parker that means that he needs to be white. And so someone had yep. said like, oh, I wonder a world where, and that person had gotten death threats. And everyone was like, what are you talking about? And so instead of going that route, they make an, an additional Spider-Man with Miles instead of just straight up replacing Peter or making him an African-American, they give us a uh, half Latino, half African-American um, Spider-Man who's super freaking cool. So. Right? Like, who? Oh, my goodness. That will be one of the sickest things that they could possibly do for the MCU is bringing in star talent like that. And speaking of, uh, man, <laughs> Spider-Verse, do you want to hop into the Spider-News, man? Because it's getting kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, we can give Sony We can give Sony a little bit of time. All right, man, because, you know, I don't know if you guys heard out here or seen in the interwebs, but there's some leaked photos of the Madam Web movie. Uh, have you seen him, Don? I have. I'm more confused than ever. Yeah, uh, same here. Same I, here. <laughs> I still believe that this is some sort of... Like, I I don't think... That, like it, I, I saw a production photo of people wearing hats that said Madam Web on it. And even the title of it, like, the whole idea of them making a movie based on this is bonkers to me. It's absolutely crazy to me. As somebody who was introduced to Madam Web in the 90s series, played by Stanley's wife, actually, voice acted by Stanley's wife oh, yeah. uh, on the anim on the animated series. Um, I, I didn't know her for much, and a lot of the Spider-Man stories that I've read, she's not prominent in. So I, that's it's a True. real blind spot for me, personally, as a Marvel fan, the, this character. So I don't really feel like there's a lot of string to pull, but they've made an entire feature film with some A-list actors, and now there's some footage going around, and um, you know, you, you were the one to break the news via comic book click, but seemingly one of the 
per- people in it looks like Kane Parker. Looks like the weird cloned, um, this you know, uh, literally the Kane. Oh to yeah, the, from right? the clone saga. Oh man. <laughs> Literally, the, the, the cane to the able that is Peter Parker. Kane Parker is the uh, clone of, of Peter that eventually becomes the Scarlet Spider. Love that suit, by the way. The Scarlet Spider oh suit. My, one of the dopest top ten. Yeah. Top five? Top five? We got to do that, by the way. We, we do something on this called Tier Factor, where we tier S tier A, B, C. We got to do some suits, bro. Man, suits. Definitely. Oh, Let's my God. There's hundreds <laughs> of them. Definitely. But definitely with this Madam Web, well, for all you guys who don't know, well, Madam Web is part of Sony's growing, ever-expanding Spider-Man universe, which also <laughs> includes Venom and Morbius, and will also include Kraven the Hunter, El Muerte, and Spider-Woman. But as Madam, I don't as Madam want Web- that, Sony. <laughs> 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 I don't want that. What are you doing? This reminds me of when I saw the Gotham Knights show trailer. I'm like, Wait a minute. Who, who told you to do this? <laughs> you went you went outside, didn't tell anybody what you were doing, and brought this into the house now. Why did you make this? <laughs> no one wants this, and no one wants this here. <laughs> it, may, it may come off as a little mean, but again, no, bro. Come on, man. But whatever. It is, it is oh, what it is. I was... I was <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just... It's, I it's, think it's, it's an act of desperation on Sony's part just to keep the IP of Spider-Man. Just we can't make a Spider-Man movie just yet because Tom Holland time. We need to give him a break. Oh, but let's get minute. everything else around him. If they can, <laughs> if wait a minute, if they can introduce Ben Riley, then they may be able to do their own Spider-Man stuff. Oh you know, my goodness! They, and that is their little loophole cop out of this whole situation. Me? You Since me? We, and we enter. We, and Marvel opened the door with them with the multiverse of Spider-Man. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what Spider-Man, as long as they make a Spider-Man movie, a hundred percent the rights. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. These are and the so filler projects, people. I can I mean, totally you can see, see them, see them see doing them. that. I can totally see, I can them, totally see them now. <laughs> and Ben Ben Riley. Ben Riley. I mean, they're doing Kane. We're doing clones. We're doing clones. Right, it's clones. clones without Bane. It's clones. Order sixty six is gonna happen, people. <laughs> Order six one six. It's coming, bro. Oh, Order six one six. He's gonna initiate it. <laughs> Order six one six. Definitely, but from the leaked photos, I honestly can't even. Like, it looks like Kane, but his. His costume, like the, the black and red aesthetic, I love it, but so many Spider-Man throughout the multiverse have worn black and red. Miles included. We have yeah. Miles, even oh, the old Ben Parker, uh, Ben Riley, uh, Kane. Um, uh, no, the you're right. They have four arms. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that weird. That weird the, black red, the black and red aesthetic. The black and red aesthetic. I honestly do not know who is going to play, but thanks to the Instagram uh, user, Dakota Portugal, I mean, it kind of looks like Tahir Rahim, if you guys don't know, that's the main character he's playing, or one of the main Spider-Folk he's playing in Madam Web, along next to Dakota Johnson and Celeste O'Connor. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I, I can't even tell you what it is. The, that's the, what I'm the, saying. Like, <laughs> I, don't, it didn't, I didn't see it and go, oh, I'm there. I saw it and go, what, what are they doing? What, what is same. this? What are they doing? From, from, from looking at it, if you, hey, if you guys check it out, go on comment, but click, check out, check it out. The leaked photos are there. And yep. Pretty good quality, in my I think honest so, humble yeah. opinion. Like, it, it might be like, when you see, uh, when you saw Fan 4 Sticks Doom for the first time. You're just like, oh what? My God. <laughs> like, what? 
how did you get here? Like, what? Like, what did you? How did this happen? And that's how I feel about all that. Like, but, um, but who allowed this? Amy? Amy? Did you allow this? I don't know, man. I was I was quite disappointed by Morbius. Some people have watched it now on Netflix, and because they didn't have to pay for it, they don't think it's as bad as I do. But um, <laughs> right the Sony him, stuff. Yeah. The Sony stuff, man, I'm now, you know, it, it might not be first day for me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, all Same. these other movies, it's like I see them on Thursday because Friday, spoilers are going to come heavy. Um, right. I might, this might be a Monday afternoon thing now for, yeah. for the Sony films because, I feel man. Like, like it's, it's, it's sad to say that because some of these characters I love in comics, like, I, I'm, I don't know about Bad Bunny playing El Muerte, but Spider-Woman? He was a Hydra agent turned hero. Like yeah. Venom, Craven the Hunter gave Spider-Man one of his greatest comic book stories. Craven's Last Hunt was probably one of top ten, one of the greatest Spider-Man stories yeah. ever written. And but he's an animal lover now. Yeah, he's an animal. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how Peter. how this is gonna go. Like, it ain't Peter. <laughs> but they got Russell Crowe to play his dad. That's what I'm saying. They've always been about like Sony and Warner Brothers have always been about the A-list casting. But then once they're done with casting, they go. Well, our job here is done, and they walk right? out the door. And the cast is like, "Do we have a script?" And they, hello, script. <laughs> hello, hello. Shoot another hip. Script. <laughs> but you guys, you know, and check Crow out. already, Crow already did a failed uh, franchise with the Mummy. They were, that was supposed oh, to blow out my. to be a whole, a whole Universal monster thing, and you know, we'll talk about that when we uh, t- tackle our topic today, Werewolf by Night. But yeah, yeah let's let me know. Marvel's doing it better. <laughs> I, had, I had a high we're gonna talk about it but i had high hopes for universal but marvel's doing it better now yeah yeah 100 percent. but you guys look out for that sony marvel feature like it just received the new release date like just this summer so yeah. but you know look out for it in theaters october 6 2023 <laughs> cool 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 man oh man but uh oh awesome uh, from other earlier you're talking about some new york comic-con news that's some news from moon knight Season two, folks. Season two. Season two. Confirmed. <laughs> Season two confirmed with Kanshu, huh? We're going to yes. get some Jake Lockley time. Yes, we get to spend some more time with Jake. Her rumors that half of the season will just be Jake. Right? I, I can see that. I can see that. Like, the, just, we will get all the flashback. So what Jake was doing and more Jake just straight through the brutality of you know, Moon Knight. You know what's so funny about this series, man, and so funny about Marvel and how they operate. We can live in a world where we watch Moon Knight and don't see Steven to like the end. And then when we do, the entire world is going to erupt. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like he'll just... That's so be just, true. It'll be between be Mark, and, Mark and Jake. Yeah, it'll be between Mark and Jake beefing the whole time. And then... You'll get that accent, and all of a sudden, you know, the whole crowd around was me, like, no, Steven! <laughs> Mr. Knight! Mr. Knight! And it's the same exact actor. You know what I'm saying? I can see all he's doing is doing another voice. That's how amazing that yes. show is. You can hide a, a, so a good. altar for the whole series until the end, and it'll be amazing. I'm, I'm just a that. fan, absolute favorite. And just, that's just how much love the comic book character has as a whole. Like, people have been wanting Moon Knight since. Uh, I don't know, since Batman had a new yeah. show got announced or a new movie. Yeah. Like, we've been wanting Moon Knight. It wasn't wanting Marvel's Batman. And, and they also got a, you know, he got a, I would say, almost a resurgence with, like, meme culture. Of all Definitely. things. <laughs> he's, one of, he's one of a few 
and when I say few, I mean count on your hand. Uh, you know, um, superheroes that the meme culture just gravitated towards because he he's a man with mental issues, so they kind of play into that. And there's a lot of really funny uh, memes of uh, Moon Knight out there, including right. the Dracula one. Obviously, that wasn't in a printed <laughs> in a comic. People were like, "What?" Like, relax. <laughs> he didn't he didn't call him a, a dork in in the comics. But yeah, man, like we're we're approaching all of that, and as you said, they're they're seemingly doing it master masterfully. What what they with the doors that they've, they've opened in Werewolf by Night, Moon Knight season two seems like a given, and now it seems like we'll probably have more cameos than we did the first round because he's got people he has to meet before we, this is all said and done. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I think that's why we also are getting that season two actually pretty sooner than later. It is. Um, it's actually I heard it's going to get pushed up, and I think that's going to show he can stay in line with Midnight Sun's release date. What right. do you think that's, about that? That makes a lot of sense. Um, I kind I I wonder where the Johnny Blaze of it all is. I don't know. If that's <laughs> oh, the Donny Blaze. No, oh, Donny Blaze. <laughs> Uh, the other Donnie Blaze. Um, I mean, may, he can join his magic. You know, he's, he's he does some stuff there. He can join if he wants to. But well, as um, long as he can avoid a lawsuit. Yeah, I I <laughs> I wonder what in the grand scheme you know they're going for because obviously they know what, where they're going with this stuff. But I feel like we're in a situation where, um. I told this to a friend. A friend had mentioned that we're getting two Avengers films in a couple of years, and we don't even know what the, who the Avengers lineup is. And I said, "Well, they know. You know, they they know. They totally know what the Avengers lineup is. We don't. They gave us the Thunderbolts lineup so we could shut up about the Avengers lineup. Yes, and they gave us. That's true. They, they're really they good about something. giving us stuff <laughs> so that we are distracted over here and don't realize <laughs> what other stuff that they're doing. That's how no bait and switch. They have so much." <laughs> To advertise and to do that—that—that's that, just the level that we're at right now. It's totally true, and man, the scope that these two Avengers films have to meet and to supersede fan expectations and just the world's expectations. Because not only is this, did we get the Thunderbolts, we're getting a Fantastic Four, we're getting we're getting a new Avengers team, and but Midnight Suns and X Men. There's going to be a lot of super teams going to be around that Kings have to face yep, for a yep, pseudo like team, you know. So is that that question of like the Avengers? Like who <laughs> who are the Avengers? Like we in our world and in their world, I'm sure they have to answer. Like who are the Avengers? Who are and, and think about it? Think about it. They bring in all these teams. They go up against a big bad. They tackle them. They are always harmonious. And then in, in a couple of years, they'll be fighting each other. You understand? In a couple years, oh, Civil War Part Two. Yeah, Civil War Two. <laughs> uh, Avengers versus X Men. X Men versus Inhumans. Like, uh, what's going on right now? Um, Judgment Day or? Oh yeah, Judgment Day in the comics. Yeah, Avengers versus X Men versus Eternals. Yeah, so Literally, like, definitely could see that happening in the future. <laughs> I, I they they have their whole uh, lives <laughs> set out in front of them. I have no doubt that they'll be killing it with all these introductions. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like, especially with the introduction of, like, well, especially with Moon Knight Season 2 being confirmed. And for all you guys who don't know, we're going to talk about this in a second. But with Werewolf by Night, it is confirmed that the Supernatural side is officially here. It's yeah. officially here. And more news to come with that. Unfortunately, guys, if you don't know, if you're listening, Werewolf by Night was just a special feature presentation. Just one and done. Yeah. So sorry. It hurt my feelings too, because I love Werewolves. 
Yeah. I'm seeing Jacob. <laughs> I, can, yeah, I, can, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. What do you think is our last big uh, meaty piece of news this week? A uh, big piece of meaty news. Well, we got some news from the comic book world, actually. Believe it or not, I'm actually bringing you some comic book news on comic book clicks major issues. That all sounds pretty. <laughs> it sounds pretty right. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, recently, you guys also covered out of coming straight out of New York Comic Con 2022. Marvel Comics released their full fall 2022 and their summer 20. 2023 ah, 2023 slate <laughs> yeah and it's it's looking pretty grim it's getting real dark and i think it's gonna line <laughs> yeah. up with what's coming out with the movies uh well totally i didn't say it it's not me but the future is looking sinister at marvel comics with at new york comic-con the marvel comics the next big thing panel unveiled their next year's slate of events which kicks off the thrilling conclusion to my man jason aaron's avengers saga in avengers assembled Right, coming right. out this November, and it carries all the way through Fall of X, which ends in summer 2023. Man, yeah. there's I know they're doing five, Dark Web too, right? Yeah, five web. huge titles coming out, man. Five huge titles. Avengers Assemble coming out in November 2022, with Dark Web coming out in December 2022, Sins of Sinister in January 2023. Ooh, a new Captain America title called yeah. Captain America Cold War Spring 2023. And the summer of symbiotes. Ah, let's get it. Summer of symbiotes, <laughs> man. Yeah, summer 2023. We got another symbiote event, people. And ending in fall of X in summer 2023, man. Some huge titles coming out of the Avengers, the Spider-Verse, and the X-Men universe, man. How do you feel about it, man? I think, uh, first, I want to say that I think it's quite humorous that they are using the Marvel Slate at all like it's almost very <laughs> similar to how they were produced uh uh showing the slate of their movies like there's an actual timeline and dates and or you know years and stuff like that so i thought that was pretty funny because i was like well i mean if you want to get the common mcu fans to read comics you kind of have to lay it out in the way that you've been laying it out thus far so smart yeah. on, on them coming out with the slates and saying like this is what we'll be doing this is what we'll be leading up to um it's kind of funny how they're doing that like the comics paved the way for the movies now the movies are repaving the way for the comics <laughs> yeah yeah and a lot of people have issues with that on occasion because what ends up happening is if you are a long time fan of a certain comic book character who just became famous because of a slightly different iteration in a movie or a television show odds are the more popular version will become the mainline version the changes that have been done in the medium will end up being changed in the book and then it is what it is harley's been pink and blue since suicide squad Man, Listen, since since that happened in 2016, her hair has been pink and blue, and she's been a bit more on the Margot side than she has been on any other, you know, uh, of her previous iterations. And yeah, nothing, now she's more of a hero. Yeah, and there's nothing really, really, really wrong about that. But that synergy, it, it works in a very mysterious way. And you got to think that the people sure. at Marvel are wondering if Avengers Endgame is a two billion dollar film, how do we convert? those watchers to readers you know and i'm hoping that this is the this is the kind of stuff that they do um for those who didn't know marvel's gotten in the habit of putting qr codes in their disney plus series that lead to free comics um, have i spotted them say, i have <laughs> yeah they're on, are they on comicsology or marvel unlimited they're everywhere you can get them okay. on comicsology amazon okay. unlimited your grandma's house in yeah, an old but, like but that's how you attic. <laughs> 
literally you have to you know hand feed them that's how you that's how it happens it's like you're literally watching the adaptation but if you want to read more about it you know here it is so here it is um, where it came from so that's the best way to do it i think that they're gonna they're killing it in that in that sense and their ability to um try to convert the readers like i i thought dc kind of had it in the bag with dc universe where at the end of whatever you were watching at the bottom of it it would say the comics that were you know almost adapted or where the story took its inspiration from and i thought that was so Definitely. good i i loved the doom patrol and ended up reading about 30 issues of grant morrison's doom patrol because i was like if this is where that came from it can't be because the show is crazy and the comics even freaking crazier and same here i literally read doom patrol well, I had an interest in Doom Patrol because of Teen Titans when I saw that yeah, Beast yeah, Boy yeah. was on a previous team before them, and then watching the show, and I'm like, all right, hold on. Let me, right, let me right. read this. Let yeah. me read this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, and, it definitely stunkers. You need to read it. Yeah. Right, right. So imagine like having that need or that want, and they just don't provide the 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 means to get there. Like you're you're stunting your fan base because they want more. And it's it, it, this stuff is already made <laughs> it's not like they, right? they want there. more and you got to make more they want more you just got to point them to your treasure trove of lore you know which if if you're into some of this stuff the reason why i got into it is because of the lore i want to know yeah same the lore um and so marvel's doing it the right way i mean i that's that is something that doesn't shock me <laughs> yeah definitely speaking of lore they are definitely expanding on the lore on all five of these titles man it is insane these these next man marvel hey comic readers we're about to get another treat because it's going to be another like a blockbuster summer event of just epic storytelling yeah you ready for this you ready 10 years 10 years ago (laughs) 10 years ago marvel went on possibly it's one of his best runs in modern in modern history 10 15 years ago like around 2005 when they started doing civil war secret invasion siege dark reign like those bang it was banger after banger after banger and it kept changing the course of the universe it kept changing things secret wars all that stuff um and afterwards hit or miss couple events here and there we're good some of them some of them were all right but i think they know now that they are the roadmap to the future and Thus, some of these toys that we've been playing with for a while need to be broken if we want to get more toys, if we want to get new toys. So I'm, I, I'm interested in seeing if they are down to cut the fat on some of the heroes that are around and are down to introduce even, even more, you know? Definitely, yeah, because there definitely are, like you said, because it was a, in the early 2000s, before the 2010s, like the storytelling when it comes to Marvel was just up there we had secret invasion civil war dark rain uh what else it was it was so many uh, annihilation uh sins of the like there was so original many great sin. stories original sin there were so many great stories that uh, that it just kind of fell off when it came to yeah, yeah. team. and yeah. i guess that's why they introduced secret wars to so just reshuffle it rebrand it revamp it streamline it Mm-hmm. and just you know give it an all new feel new look and i think that's where they're getting into that stride they're getting back into that stride that they had back in the early days of 2000s yeah. just giving us banger after story after story like last year we had well right now currently we have the avengers versus x-men versus Eternals. last year we've had the black winter event with thor mm-hmm. and before that we had uh the king of the king the god king of symbiotes no yeah, king of black king of yeah. black and before that, we had Maximum Carnage. You know, they're, they're building on these stories and increasing the lore as we 
go forth with these movies and you know making co the uh, the characters that are popular in the movies, making them popular, remaking them, I guess, reimagine, repopularize, revamped yeah. <laughs> for the for the new reader. You know? And you know, you know, Sony's loving all the Venom love. Like, oh yeah, flesh out the symbiotes, bro. Go ahead, do whatever you gotta do, cause oh, we yeah. need, uh, we need some, we need some stuff. So I totally get it. Definitely, definitely. Oh yeah, and these man, and man, this Spider-Man love definitely with the dark web uh, title. Matter of fact, let me let me read y'all some of these descriptions, man, because it, it, it's gonna get crazy. Like, the, listen, coming out is the Marvel Comics Fall 2022 slate coming we got first off we got avengers assemble from the visionary writer jason aaron he brings us nearly a five-year run on avengers to an incredible end five years do you believe it it's been five years jo that's a long time joined by artist brian hitch and javier garen and aaron cooter aaron would tie together his work on avengers avengers forever and the avengers 1 million bc run in the multiverse spanning saga that sees the avengers go to war against an unprecedented army of villains and prove why they are the mightiest heroes of all Earths. So it's a multiverse story, man. Oh my God. It's, yeah. it's going to be insane. Five, it's a five-year conclusion. And I've been reading Avengers for a long time. So this yeah. has been a long time coming for me personally. J Jason Aaron, <laughs> you know, he sort of kind of kills it with these long runs. Like he knows where to put the uh, breadcrumbs to lead to the next big arc, to lead to the next big piece of character development. So, yeah, I trust it. Definitely. Same here. Next one up is Dark Web, man. Against the Spider-Man and a little bit of X-Men love. The two spurn clones of the Marvel Universe, Madeline Pryor and Ben oh, yeah, team yeah, yeah, up yeah. as yeah. Gar Goblin Queen and Chasm to unleash their revenge in this Spider-Man and X-Men crossover that pays off decades of comic book storytelling. This, the dramatic event, will fan the flames of the classic Inferno crossover and impact Spider-Man, the X-Men, and Venom, and Ms. Marvel, and more. Everybody gonna be affected in this time <laughs> limited issue series, man. 100%. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be like a Clone Saga Part 3? Part 4? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. And next up is the Sins of Sinister, man. It's an X-Men title, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving the X-Men love. I'm loving it. Straight from it. Mr. Sinister's devious machinations yield the darkest Marvel Comics future to date in this universe melting X-Men event. Man, oh man, Mr. Sinister, man. This man can't keep his hand out of the cookie jar at all. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Man. Oh, man, I'm just getting giddy just reading this. <laughs> it's definitely going to so be good. the darkest in Marvel Comics future to date in this universe melting X-Men event. Immortal X-Men, X-Men Red, and Legion of X will be transformed into the Immortal X-Men, Storm, and the Brotherhood of Mutants, and the Nightcrawlers as this overarching saga propels further and further into an unforgiving universe where all things are sinister, man. Oh they my like God. their they... teams, man. They like their X-Men teams and kind of you know, playing around with the rosters and stuff. I like the idea of Immortal X-Men, though. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm definitely loving all the love that Storm is getting, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Queen of you Mars. Think she's going to be a big player when they introduce her into the MCU. Oh. They, they have to make it a big deal. <laughs> I think so. Definitely. It... Man. 
Next up, we have Captain America Cold War, man. Woo! The Cap is back, man. Currently sharing the mantle of Captain America. Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson's current adventures collide in his crossover between Captain America's Sentinel of Liberty and Captain America's Symbol of Truth, a pivotal chapter in the 80-year history of Captain America. This espionage-fueled action thriller will be a culmination of various plot threads in this acclaimed new era, including the rise of the Outer Circle, Nomad's return, and the brewing conflict with Wakanda and White Wolf? Right, why hmm. coming back, people? And Bucky's new persona. He does need a new persona. If he's not going to be the Winter Soldier anymore, they got to give him something else because they haven't, and he just keep calling him the Winter Soldier. And that feels like a slur because he's no longer <laughs> looking for the Russian government. Uh, so they need to figure out something else with that. Nomad is returning. What the hell? Uh, that's right? pretty damn interesting. And yeah, they were doing uh, two Captain America titles. You know, miniseries, one that focused on Sam and one that focused on Cap, and I guess both of those are going to culminate into what we're going to see now with this. Yeah, definitely. It's It's been a long time coming because I've been missing some Captain America love in my comic book reading. Yeah. I get, I, yeah, I see. <laughs> La- oh, hold on. Second to last, we Second have last. Summer... Of symbiotes. Hold on, now I, I know you're a huge Spider-Man fan. Like, lay some Spider-Man knowledge on me, real quick. Like, what, what, what do you feel? Well, what do you think can be tied in from the comics to the movies? Like, what can be like a great thing to get the movie watchers to read the comics? Like, how can you get all this together? Like, how can I you think I think this? it's no, bro. I think it's no. I think Noel is one of the <laughs> coolest. I think Noel is one of the coolest modern oh characters. To be brought into the symbiote story there's a lot of bad symbiote stories bro there's a lot of bad offshoots of the, the trying to recapture the venom and carnage of it all you know <laughs> we totally get off into the weeds when we start talking about anti-venom right and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff toxin it, get, it can get really really crazy so if you just want like a a, a broad easy to understand thing you bring in no, you're bringing Noah as the god of all these people. Um, and Noah is somebody that I think even Tom Hardy wanted to introduce in Venom 3. He wants the dragon to be it. He wants all of that. Uh, I think you introduce that, people start to say... Because I think most of what you see now so far with Venom is stuff that's already in the public consciousness of people's minds. Even if you weren't super deep into the Venom lore, you know he is Eddie Brock. You know that he gets taken over. You know that he right. has his uh, tongue. And we've seen all that. When you do know, it will. People will go. That, is that real? Is that a real? Is that a real thing? And once they realize <laughs> it is, they will go and 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 search out the rest of that that stuff. Especially if a a good friend is able to be like, not only is that real, but it's even better in the in the comic. You know, um, definitely. That Donny Cates definitely fleshed out Venom in a way that um made me dig like this whole. I'm usually not a big like predestined lore kind of guy i almost really yeah because i feel like everyone tries to do it that way sometimes i oh, like yeah. sometimes i like that it's the randomness of the universe they just this is what just happened but when people make it like this was faded and it was you were always meant to it's like i don't know that predestiny stuff kind of kind of jacks with me a bit um it kind of feels like a cop-out yeah like this was always meant to happen and i it's for some people and certain characters it works 
like gangbusters, but I think for others, um, it it almost cheapens things. Like the, the, when they said that Batman was like a totem and all, this, it's like I much rather it oh. a guy who decided on his own that this is what he wanted to do as opposed to it was always fated to go down this way or whatever. But um, with the with this whole summer of the symbiotes thing, uh, we'll see, we'll see. I thought King and Black was fun. I think I preferred King and Black to Absolute Carnage. Um, but I also feel like Carnage is a bit Joker-esque in the sense that they keep ramping him up, and every time they ramp him up, there's only so much you could do with him after the fact, right? And so, true. And so, yeah, I don't think he becomes compelling because it becomes kind of the same story, murder spree, you know, uh, kind of stuff. Um, right. You can only but, eviscerate a human on page so many different ways. Exactly. He's done, <laughs> he's done a whole lot, of, a whole lot. But they say that the Red Goblin is going to be in that summer of the symbiotes, which is um, Norman Osborn with the Carnage yeah. symbiotes. Yeah, um, definitely. So that that's exciting. Maybe we do like a symbiote, uh, like a Edge of Spider-Verse kind of thing where we introduce some new multiversal symbiotes or some new... It says that we're going to get a de- debut of some new symbiote heroes. Uh, maybe yeah. we'll get a symbiote team of sorts. And if we do, bro, they're doing that movie. <laughs> you if, we get three. Team, if we get a, no, I'm saying if we get a team of symbiotes, you know what I'm saying? Like if we get like some sort of black ops ragtag team we of symbiotes, might get that. they're doing, they're going to do that movie. Like they're totally going to do that movie. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this could be just a setup for that. We could, I could definitely see it happening because Venom 2, well, Venom kind of, both Venoms and the Sony movies, well, there's all Sony, but like, you know, Spider-Man's movies kind of all laid the groundwork to set up Null and the, um, the five-man symbiote team with like Phage and, um, oh, I forget their names, but it's like there's five of them. There's a yellow yeah. one, there's a red one, the pink one, the black one, the orange one, you know? <laughs> And I think Deadpool used them to make a Deadpool symbiote version of them. It was, it was I believe people. it. <laughs> but it's, that's basically what Summer Symbiotes is going to be. It's going to be all new stories, all new Venom, all new Carnage, and like you said, Red Goblin, and a whole new super hero symbiote team. I honestly can't wait for that because I've been missing Agent Venom. I've been missing Venom or a symbiote in the hero spotlight. Yeah. Like, it's it's always dope seeing a Venom on a hero team. When Agent Venom was on the Thunderbolts, dope as shit. When Venom yeah. was on the Guardians of the Galaxy, amazing. Like <laughs> I think I think it would be kind of humorous to get an entire team that's dealing with those kind of issues. You know? You almost get Definitely. two teams. The one the normal one and then the <laughs> the symbiote one. Right. So, and that and that begs the question, what heroes will be wearing the symbiotes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling the cool. classic the classic team up of uh, the pseudo Fantastic Four of Spider Man, Wolverine, Hulk, and uh, who is it? I think Cap or Thing. We're just talking about it. Maybe we're just talking about it. Maybe Bucky needs a symbiote. Maybe he needs a friend. But give 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 that man oh something to do. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> give Bucky a symbiote. The Winter arm. Symbiote, bro, and that's it. Wi- <laughs> you heard it here on Comic Clip. <laughs> the, the winter, winter symbiote. That's what he's going to be. Things that aren't allowed in the MCU. Not just yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to pay me for that Feige if you use it. <laughs> just letting you know. Definitely, bro. Definitely. The last title is Fall of X, man. Ain't much, ain't much known on it, but you know, the X-Men hope Krakoa will last forever. But there's time that they find out if they were right. 
We're about to find out about this fallout from Avengers versus X-Men versus Eternals. There's some fallout. They were pretty pompous in the declaration about Krakoa. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, while, while, while you were asleep, the world changed. You know, so when they, uh, there might be some egg on their face if all this doesn't end up coming to pass the way that they have predicted and the way that they've told mankind that it will. So it'll be very interesting to see if they can deal with that hubris and that shot to the ego if uh, it's not exactly what they, they think it's going to be. Right, definitely. Like, it's, oh my gosh. Uh, like, the X-Men, the new X-Men run has been amazing. X-Men Red, X-Men, like, the just yeah, every House X-Men house powers immortal expert red the marauders the, the sword of x was eh, it was, it was all right but the all the x-men titles have been insane i am loving all the new love the x-men are getting in the comics nowadays i'm here for it like it's it's just it it's weird to think that these are the x-men characters that we grew up with and somehow <laughs> some way marvel just revamped them changed yeah. them Gave them yep. new purpose in a way that makes them feel like they're brand new again, even though these are the same characters from the 60s and 70s and 80s. Yeah, it does feel like some of those characters grew up with us, you know, got more, right? Got, got more three. Nightcrawler has a goatee, people. I love it. I love it. And the sword. I love it. Kitty Pride, man, when we get there, when Kitty gets to become the Marauder and, and gets to, you man, know, do all that stuff in the MCU, that'd be so freaking cool. If they, if they, if the MCU even does 10% of what the comics are doing with the X-Men, billions will be made. Yeah. Billions. Let them introduce the Hellfire Club yeah, or man. the Marauders or X-Force. Besides mm -hmm. the, X the X-Men alone are going to make a billion and a half, too. Mm -hmm. Give us those. On the X-Force. Oh, my gosh. Phantom the X, give us, them on in. Give us those other titles, and it's just icing on the cake. It's like, we didn't ask for this, but I'm not upset. I'm not mad. Take my money. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you guys, you know, definitely come over to Comic Click for more details on all these amazing Marvel comic titles. Look out for Avengers Assemble, Dark Web, Sism Sinister, Captain America Cold War, and Summer of Symbiotes, and Fall of X in the coming months. <laughs> get on all that ladies and gentlemen that's the news that is fit to print and that has been a rob the marvel god with the news Werewolf by Night is an American TV special directed and scored by Michael Giacchino and written by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron for the streaming service Disney+. Plus. It was released on October 7th, 2022 as part of Phase 4 of the MCU and is the directorial debut of Academy Award winning composer Michael Giacchino. Giacchino had previously written the scores for Doctor Strange, the whole Spider-Man trilogy under John Watts, and the uh, MCU... Um, Oh, sorry, the Spider-Man trilogy for the MCU and was a composer on Thor, Love and Thunder. Aaron, what did you think of Werewolf by Night? It blew my damn mind away. <laughs> I was upset when I found out this was just a one and done thing. I, I, was, I was hurt on a level that I never felt hurt since Thanos snapped. That's, <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> 
Like I, I, but it was amazing from start to finish. I was on the edge of my seat. I was engrossed. I was sucked in from Michael Giacchino's soundtrack. Just the score alone was just amazing. Just a pure love letter to all those who love the monster movie horror genre. Like I, it was, I, I it loved was, it. Yeah, it was definitely something that we were not used to. Um, for those who haven't seen it yet, we're digging our new segment. Are now in the topic segment. Uh, give us a bit of a. Uh, spoiler-free reason why they should check this out before we get into full spoilers. Oh, man, he put a challenge on it. He said spoiler-free. Jesus. Spoiler-free, um, spoiler-free. <laughs> oh, man, from, oh, man, from start to finish, is definitely, it, it, it puts you in the setting. You're definitely just incaptivated by what's going on, the setting, the characters, the just everything. And, just, and if you're a Marvel Eagle Eye fan like me, the Easter eggs alone, just you you're just you're looking at every scene not only is every scene beautifully even it's a black and white aesthetic shout mm-hmm. out to the 1930s of movie you making right, but right. it's just it's just beautifully done and just well written eh, well written <laughs> <laughs> and for all those who who wondered like oh it's disney plus it's uh marvel it's not gonna be as brutal it's monsters but how are you gonna get it trust me with the black and white aesthetic, they get away with a lot. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they do. Uh, Jaquino was actually quoted on saying that he thought that this was going to get um, like an MA rating. It's TV-14. They managed to still keep a TV-14. Um, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, if you think that you're – if you're tired in general of what you perceive to be the formulaic, like I said earlier, conveyor belt of Marvel content, um, this, this, is what, this is for you. Like this is different enough. It's short. Uh, but manages to give us endearing characters that we care about that I want to see again. Um, they they don't skimp on the horror elements in a, and they use the horror elements in a creative way. Uh, and it does feel like the first chapter in a weird Tales of the Crypt kind of anthology that we might end up getting a bunch of other different chapters in this world dealing with monsters and, and possibly even monster hunters. So I would I would uh, I would suggest that if you are on the fence about this, it's an hour. Take the time, um, and I think people are really really gonna end up enjoying it. But um, definitely, it's a wild ride for an hour. Like I, I wanted more. I was upset. <laughs> it <ended> so quick. <laughs> it was so good from start to finish. Like I know I'm I'm here up the Marvel guy, but like hey, I'm a fanboy. A yeah, fanboy. Totally. <laughs> Totally. Uh, we're going to get now into full spoiler territories. We're going to do a bit of a recap and oh, review. Yeah. Uh, uh, recap and review of all the events and uh, kind of just talk on it. Uh, so our presentation starts off with the signature Marvel opening, but slowed down a bit in black and white, surrounded by screams and claw slashes. Uh, and then we get some like old school Frankenstein lightning hitting the logo and it fades to black. I thought that was such a cool little uh, thing it. there. Definitely, it's, it's definitely spooky season, y'all. It set the set the tone. <laughs> it set the tone. Um, we get an opening narration that explains that besides what we know of as the known world, there is a darkness that exists, and that's where monsters roam, and only the bravest hunters hunt them down. The most famous of these hunters are the Bloodstone family. Their patriarch, Ulysses Bloodstone, long held in his possession a magical relic known as the Bloodstone, a weapon he used to conquer these monsters. After his death, hunters gather for a ceremonial hunt slash funeral in the honor of Ulysses, and it is this hunt that will decide who gets to keep the bloodstone what an interesting little 
world building narration. What'd you think? I loved it. I loved every second of it. It sets the tone for the whole show beautifully. And it kind of answers well, it makes me bear the question, are we gonna get more of this? Because it seems like this is like the first chapter of a spooky book. Yeah. Like, are we gonna get more of this as we introduce more characters of the Midnight Suns, maybe? Right. Hopefully. I'm open for it. But I was here for it from start to finish, definitely. It almost makes it seem as if these guys have always been here. They they make it seem like the Avengers, they show the Avengers, like yeah. this is the known world. The world, MCU that you've seen does exist, but there's another MCU that you haven't seen that also is existing at the same time. Um, if, you, if you're if you a fan of Ms. Marvel, you remember they were talking about like the two dimensions being together at the same time. You can't see both. Oh, yeah. you know, that like kind Nord of thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. So we might be dealing with a situation like that where you know magic users can see things or deal with things that others can't, which is interesting. Um, our protagonist, Jack... Shout out to the Latino. I was like, oh, we got a Latino on the, in this. Right? We don't have many. I was like, uh, I'm glad he's here. Um, he enters the Bloodstone Estate, which is covered in supernatural items and mo- monsters mounted like trophies. Uh, he mingles with other hunters while Ulysses' widow, Verusa, confronts uh, Ulysses' estranged daughter, Elsa, who has come for the artifact. Verusa is adamant that she's not ready, but Elsa feels otherwise. Do you have a big... um? background on elsa bloodstone probably one of the badass don't give a damn about your opinion monster hunters and marvel comics <laughs> yeah i hear a lot of allusions I... to, to buffy I, I hear i hear a lot of like she's literally, she was, she was kind of like the buffy, buffy uh uh what's her name evansdale's uh character in underworld yeah uh, kate, kate beckinsale's like she's just that typical i guess well a lot of mills will like her, but I appreciate her. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> like, she's yeah. a strong uh, female character that, you know, from, and you can tell from the show, for those who watch it and those who tune in, that, you know, she got, you know, this is a strong family bloodline. But yeah. in the comics, he, she she owns that. She owns up to it. But in the show, she, they're handling her character differently. Like, she seems reluctant. Or like, she was a part of the life, but now she's walking away from it because she's not all that it seemed that it should be like their heroism in it, that you're yeah. protecting innocent people from monsters of the night, that you're unspoken heroes that roam through the shadows and do what other heroes don't do or can't do. You know, yeah. it, it's definitely like Elsa Bloodstone is definitely a character to look out for in upcoming MCU properties, definitely. Yeah, I thought uh, Laurel Donnelly, who played her, did an excellent job. Um, the character is not that old. The, uh, she debuted in Bloodstone number one in 2001. She was created by Dan Abnett and Andy Lannan. And um, she's an expert marks woman, has, uh, in the comics at least, has superhuman strength, speed, durability, and endurance. Uh, yeah, she has yeah. a bit of regeneration. She has an immunity to vampire bites, and she uses mystical items. Um, so she gets introduced, and we already know that she's going to be a big deal because she was actually related to Ulysses in this. Um, Verusa gathers the hunters and tells them the game, or should I say she allows Ulysses to speak his wishes because a wind, <laughs> a wind up puppet is made out of his corpse, uh, which is propped up and speaking with a pre recorded message. Little creepy, right? Can we stop? <laughs> that was the most macabre thing the MCU has ever done, and I love it. It's jacked up. You would never see that in color. <laughs> no, no, you, no, you won't. Um, 
there is I, I i i'm i'm calling a little bs because not bs i'm calling a little bit shenanigans is what i'll say because i don't know if you saw season one of doom patrol but they have a very similar character uh he's a nazi scientist and oh, yeah. they, they 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 have to turn him and then he can speak <laughs> and it was made to be very jacked up looking like a really so i saw this and I, again i'm not calling it foul but i'm like eh, I, don't, I wonder where you got that idea from it's all, it's all that i'm saying <laughs> but yeah but he basically explains that they will decide on a new leader um in their crusade against monsters so now we understand this group prides themselves on being a group they they don't mind taking each other out when push comes to shove but they have one goal it's seemingly all together which is to slay monsters um they will release a monster onto the ground and the hunter who slays it will take possession of the bloodstone and be appointed the leader of the monster hunters uh verusa tells them that they will affix the bloodstone to the beast in question and the hunters debate elsa's ability to be part of the hunt but verusa says it's your birthright they draw stones to see who goes onto the grounds first and jack is the lucky one who does uh what do you think about this weird like ceremony thing everyone being down for it them uh, them kind of uh comparing kills and whatnot jack got 100 kills i think on him man's catching I was loving this whole battle royale situation we got going on. <laughs> it's a whole, a whole host of colorful characters. Man, like I love the introduction of them too. Like the whole, the whole setting of the whole scene was beautifully done. From each character being introduced to the trophies on the wall to how the selection process started from start to finish, this mm-hmm. is a really good scene. It really just set the stage for what was to come next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for lack of better I- words. And then they make it seem like while Jack is there and he has the most kills out of everyone, he doesn't seem super confident or he doesn't seem like super yeah. down for this. He seems well, a like the bit, most proud. Yeah. Yeah. He seems a little bit um, against what this is, but we don't know why he's here then if, if, this, if this is seemingly not his bag. Um, he traverses the maze on the grounds and he bumps into Elsa. He says they shouldn't pass. They should just pass each other by well aware that the hunters are kind of encouraged slash allowed to kill one another (laughs) to help their odds to get the stone so um they decide not to attack each other but they are attacked by another hunter they manage to split up and get away a different hunter attacks elsa but displaying excellent hand-to-hand skills she manages to kill him before hiding from another that crossbow wrist crossbow thing that she did (laughs) she was yeah she got bad ass yeah man i I, from from with my comic knowledge I had on Elsa Bloodstone, I was kind of iffy on her from her introduction because I'm like she seems kind of reserved, kind of nonchalant until I saw her mannerisms. I'm like, oh, she she's just here, she she, she, so she, she don't get fine. Yeah, yeah, like, she got she, the swag. <laughs> like she could probably kill everyone in this room, but I'm like, why, why? But why is she like this? I was always asking my question, question until the action unfolded, and I was like, oh, she 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 just she doesn't want to do this. For real, for real, she she has to do this if yeah. you know if push comes to shove. <laughs> I I see a lot of people who have been comparing her because you know that their frame of reference to Jessica Jones in a lot of ways, like just with the yeah. flippant flippant nature of like I'm good at this, but I don't necessarily want to do it, and I guess I have to now. So this is what this is where we're going with this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'll throw my hand in that bucket too. I definitely compare her to Jessica Jones. I could just. Uh, for lack of better words, uh, just uh, uh, I don't know how to phrase this, but just someone with a, a woman or female with a dark 
background, character, history, and it's going forth as they grow forth as a person, they become a little jaded towards the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For lack of better words. Like, I, and, the planet know. will do it to you, man. This planet will freaking do it to you. We're uh, definitely going to see more of her, though. Definitely. I can't. Can't wait. Uh, elsewhere, Jack is grabbed by a monstrous hand, but instead of recoiling in fear, he acts as if he's bumped into an old friend. Turns out that's exactly the case. Jack knows this monster, whom he calls Ted, and has joined the hunt in order to free the beast. He plans on using an explosion to breach the ground and escape with it. Their conversation is interrupted when a female hunter attacks Jack, who manages to get away. And this was the Marvel Cinematic Universe debut of Man-Thing. Man-Thing! So freaking cool. Man! So I... I lost my mind. Me and my girlfriend both lost our collective shits. <laughs> yeah. I remember saying to myself, like, I dug it all. I had one thought to myself that they made me feel very stupid about. The thought was, damn, this is freaking cool. I would have loved to see those red eyes, though. I guess we're not going to be able to see them. I say to myself, hmm, but we'll get there. <laughs> right, same. I was like, man. Come on, come on! I want to see him in full color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the big, the big bad, but definitely in this with the scope uh, of the them trying to ape the horror movies of their time. So cool how they introduced this this monster. Um, he's so freaky looking. He's played by Co uh, Conan Stevens. The actual character uh, himself of Man Thing uh, first appeared in Savage Tales number one in 1971. So we're talking about a 50 year, yeah. you know, situation. Uh, he's for a while. created by Stan Lee, Roy Thomas, Jerry Conway, Gray Morrow, um, Dr. Ted Salas, real name actually Ted, was transformed into the man thing after he injected himself with a quasi super soldier serum that he had been working on because you know that's how what, that always goes down and he crashes his car into a mystical swamp. Uh, I try to look up who comes first, man thing or swamp thing. I think man thing predates swamp thing by like a month. Like a, a freaking month. Same exact year, summer of 71. I, yep, it's very, literally. That's all I found on it, too. It's literally it's summer 71 that both of these wet, sloppy, <laughs> creepy things yeah. from the swamp debuted. I wonder who, well, that had to be coincidental. Like someone left someone else's bullpen and just went to the other studio or the company and started writing. And the other company just finished the other project that they 100%. had left. Another version, another version of that was um, the Doom Patrol and the X Men. I believe they are they both debut the same year. Both have wheelchair bound leaders and a bunch of strange. You are correct, things. sir. You um, are so correct. It's like oh yeah, my they, God. they were they were looking at each other's papers a lot in those days, bro. It's just, right, like sitting in the same classroom. There's who, who cheating off of who? Like who who's writing the, the right answer? Like what? <laughs> I think one of the most interesting things that I found out though about Man Thing is he guards the nexus of all realities, Ooh. and we're dealing with nexus beings with Wanda and you know um, that place where they were holding the Book of Ashanti. So I wonder if he is to come to play with all this interdimensional, interdimensional stuff. It'd be really, really cool if he does. Um, what do you think about the idea of kind of playing him as a joke in this? Is this Marvel again uh, making light of something that they shouldn't? Or do you think this is a cool little twist for a character that most people don't even really know? I think it's a little bit of both, actually. Uh, especially with that nexus of all realities. We've actually had a hint of that or that Easter egg back in Thor. 
too, the dark world. Eric Selvig was in the You're psych right. world and he was writing on the, the chalkboard. That was a whole treasure trove of Easter eggs that's finally paid off all these years later in a standalone presentation. So I think it, th with so much of this character being introduced with so much coming with him, he's definitely going to be a mainstay going forward. Just Especially with Deadpool. And if you're a comic book reader, we all know how that ended with him and, and yeah. Man-Thing. <laughs> yeah. I could totally see Man-Thing being there, like Killer Shark kind of situation. You know, like just a, just a big lumbering kind of kind of softy yeah big big yeah. Uh, we love who, a lovable job who will rip your head off you know if, if push came to shove just like right. if you if you hurt his friends <laughs> yeah yeah um so he bumps into elsa again uh jack does and they bond over not being the same kind of hunters as their peers jack makes a deal help him get the monster out alive and he will give her the stone she seems doubtful, but his seriousness convinces her, and he mentions this, is the, this isn't the first time he's had to save this particular beast. Remembering a threat she was given as a kid, Elsa finds a key in her, in her aunt's mausoleum. They get out and, and create a plan to escape, but Elsa reminds him if he crosses her, she will kill him. I did like their chemistry, uh, these two. I did too. Like It seemed like there was something unspoken there. Hmm. <laughs> I I mean, do, do you think this could be something in the future? I mean, these guys got to bump back into each other, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Marvel doesn't really put something there that either that hasn't been a thing in the comics or if it's going to be there, it's definitely going to be hinted at again in the future. Yeah. So, but the, the and, and like you say, yeah, the chemistry. Oh, my goodness. Shouts out to both actors and and the actor that played Ted, I love them. I don't know why I'm going yeah, back to yeah. Ted, but like I love yeah. Ted. Ted Man Thing was shout out to Theodore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, Man Thing. I love Man Thing. I'm sorry, I just love Man Thing. No, I'm he, a huge Man Thing fan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's great. He's absolutely great. Um, uh, Jack accidentally activates his bomb. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. <laughs> I was Boom, like, you're looking for this? I was like, wow. So he has to run before it detonates. Uh, also bumps into a hunter, but just then Man-Thing comes out of the shadows and kills him with his touch. If for those who don't know, Man-Thing has a almost acidic, fiery touch for, to those who fear him. If you fear the Man-Thing, he will, you will burn at his touch. It's basically his, his tag, like all those who know fear burn at the touch of the Man-Thing. It's kind of like yep. his catchphrase. Yeah, totally is. So we get to see that a couple of times in this, which, again, I'm I'm looking, I'm just watching it happen. I'm like, this is the world we live in. We live in a world where man thing is taking people out in this hour long situation. You know? Hour long, <laughs> I, and from the trailer, I was not expecting to get this much, that much man thing. I loved yeah. it. I think that's why I loved it so much because we all saw like um, you have to literally pause it and go frame by frame to catch that glimpse of him in the trailer. But yeah, I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like more of a jaw situation where you're gonna like yeah, see bits of him here. and then you'll see him big at the end and then it'll be a, it'll be a wrap. But yeah, yeah, him in this and he, you know, he's expressive. Like he has eyebrows, his eyes. Right? Kind of, oh my god! It's it's so it's so funny. because it, yeah, just, his soft grunts. I love it. Remind, <laughs> he reminds me of the of the meme from Ant Man. He's so ugly. I love him. Right. <laughs> like that's the, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, Cassie would love man thing. Yes, she would. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, kills the man with his touch. 
I was just like, uh, so, so you're Ted, huh? And like, you know, she, she gets up there. She explains, basically, I'm here to help, you know, um, you know, I know Jack. I need, I'm here to help. So we're good. We're Gucci. Jack blows right, the ball. Right. Elsa snatches the bloodstone from Ted's hide and Ted escapes. And I'm thinking to myself, well, open a shut case. We done, we done, we done did the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, it was like for the done. beast and for the stone. And that's it. So now what? Well, Jack tries to grab the bloodstone. But it seemingly rejects him, which also confirms that he is a monster himself. Disgusted that their ceremonial hunt has been desecrated, Verusa subdues and apprehends Jack and locks him in a circular cage with Elsa, believing her to be in on the whole thing. The disdain. I love that she has as much disdain for an actual factual beast than she does like her lover's uh, daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and she had that same hatred for both of them. Like, oh, disgusting beast, and, and you're you. <laughs> See, you know? well, oh like, my god, wow. the, the xenophobia! Oh my goodness, no, yeah. he's still a man on the outside and the inside. I think. Goodness yeah, but, but we're talking about an entire. Um, I, we're talking about an entire group that prides themselves on killing these people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so like she she has a strong hatred. I just wanted to shout out. I was trying to find the actress's name because I thought she yeah. Um, Harriet Sampson Harris. She killed it as this oh crazy, yeah heretic sort of you know woman. I was hoping uh, they would get um. What was her name from American Horror Story? She played the Roanoke ghost. Uh, like you're talking about Kathy name? Bates. Yeah, she kind of had yeah. Kathy Bates energy going on yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, huh, okay. Then, yeah. Like, <laughs> Super, yeah. I, I always <laughs> like when comedic actors can turn can turn to horror, you know. Yeah, and like one thing that surprised me so like the most about Werewolf by Night was the comedy, the comedic yeah. beats, like the thing yeah. with Jack throwing the bomb at the. I was <laughs> at the wall and it bouncing back. Yeah, like, I was expecting comedy to be subtle, like, when they panned around um, Ulysses' um, coffin, and it said, this side up. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it would be subtle comedy like that because of the setting, the aesthetic, and everything. Right. But I'm like, oh, Sight no, gags. it's, it's yeah. Marvel. It's Marvel. You just, it's technology you don't understand. So he just yeets it out of wall and thinks it's going to blow, and you just, oh, there's no boom. Bounce oh, I got to go. And like, <laughs> yeah. I totally enjoyed that. I'm kind of bracing myself for those who are, who think that Marvel puts too many jokes in all their stuff. But I think I think adding to the lighthearted nature makes the darker parts darker. You know, there should be more there should be more comedy and horror. I, I mean totally agree. Think of think of all the think of Nope or not Nope, um Us or Get Out, you know? Like though they Jordan Peele is a comedian or you know, he prides himself on on having a comedic talents, but also can do horror because they're those two sides are very are closer than you would think. <laughs> horror and comedy in the in the uh, in the tension and the release you know the they're those Literally. two genres are very close to one another um exceeding yeah, expectations and being around with people's expectations stuff like that that's what all that's what all comedy and horror is so it was really two cool sides of the same coin that's probably why you're so good at both yeah because what is a scream if not just a terrified like laughter yeah you your know? result of not expecting the thing that you just saw <laughs> your literal body's reaction <laughs> to, right? to, to being surprised by what you see. It's just like, ah! Yeah. Ah, that was funny. It's just, ah! Oh, God, that scared me. <laughs> yeah, and this had people doing both. So, 
when Jack wakes up, he tries his best to apologize to Elsa. The latter has figured out that they've been kept in the same cage because they're hoping Jack, being a monster, will be unleashed on her, which is kind of dark. <laughs> like this idea bit. that they're just going to transform him with food inside his cage. Um, he explains... He explains he has systems in place that allow him to control his transformation, but she does not believe that that's going to help them right then and there. <laughs> She's like, sure, bro. Uh, they're going <laughs> to kill you. So it is what it is. I like knowing that he has been dealing with this. You know? Right, I, I, they could have done it where he realizes now. Like, they do the stone thing. He's like, what do you mean? And then he turns into a werewolf. But the fact that he's been doing this, the national la nature later when, with him and Ted, like, this is just a Tuesday. You know, like this is yeah. just, yeah, like this is just it, it is what it is at this point. And I think that that's crazy because this is some of the biggest, more, most horrific stuff we've ever seen. So the idea that he's treating it as just a normal thing means we got m way much more to, to see and, and, and go. Um, most and he definitely he makes a reference of fighting of the Empire. Right, he makes a reference of he yep. sees a vampire up on the thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, I fought that guy. I never beat him. But yeah, you know, I totally fought him. So uh, we got way more stuff to do. Um, realizing what's about to happen, Jack begins to pace. He was getting me nervous, right? He's like, Oh, yeah. oh, oh no, oh, damn, yeah, there's oh, this patient, man. Michael Giacchino's score, and that yeah. whole scene just uh, sold it. It sold so, it. I'm just like, What is about to happen? Verusa like comes out, yeah, she comes out with all her little goons and the other hunters, and they all wearing like these weird ceremonial garb. She has paint on her face, it's a whole right. thing. It was a whole <laughs> Jack knows no uh, personal space. He just starts furious, uh, furiously sniffing at Elsa because <laughs> he's like, if I got your scent, maybe I can remember you and not kill you when push comes to shove. And she's like, has that ever worked? And he's like, uh, one time it did. Maybe <laughs> raised the one question. Who was that one time? That That's good. Yeah. If we could get a good flashback on that, that'd be pretty cool. Um, he begs them not to do what they think they're what they're thinking about doing but Verusa claims that this is his punishment for all the lies that he's taken she begins to chant and jack apologizes for what's about to happen using the stone Verusa sends energy at him and through the shadows we see jack turn into the titular werewolf by night i love the shadow oh. transformation <laughs> yeah i love the shadow transformation um uh, the twi the weird like light flashes and the contortion of the body and stuff it, like yes. you were talking about earlier really universal monster movie kind of stuff here and um, I think it's well done I would have we've seen like a lichen esque character in Moon Knight and I think if he would have been portrayed like that I don't know if I'd have as much of an affinity towards the character as I do. I like this, even though this is like the most classic, which some people think is the most cheesy way to do it, a werewolf, like this look. It's so yeah. classic to me that it works. You know, it, Same. it, it, it fits in uh, with, with all of this. Um, like with all the craziest people, we have talking raccoons and talking trees and, you know, gods, aliens and monsters. Oh, my. Yeah. Don't complain about the role aesthetic. What do, you, what, do you <laughs> think that, what do you think, though, of the transformation? I love the transformation transformation like scene the whole sequence was phenomenal and the fear the 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 look reaction on shot right Elsa's face that was pure cinema just right there that shot yeah. just that classic look on we don't see the monster we just see like his silhouette or the shot but we just see the characters how they react to the monster which gives us this anticipation on oh yeah. my god what is it gonna look like what is she looking at what is she smelling 
what is he? Does he even have pants on? Like, you know, it's all the questions. (laughs) All the important ones, too. Yeah. Uh, Standing before them, fully transformed, he immediately tries to attack Verusa, which I was like, uh, good work there, bro. Like, that, he just grabs your arm, and he's about to rip that thing off. Um, a lot of close shots, a lot of shots playing around with Shadow. Uh, but then he starts getting violently shocked by her guards. This is when I've now realized, I'm like, oh, well, I guess they're not TVA. I, I looked up the sticks, uh, honestly, while I'm watching this. I'm like, those sticks don't look like prune sticks anymore, and I guess they're not. I guess they're just weird bloodstone security. I was calling everything with some thing on the end of a stick a yeet stick at this point yeah, yeah, yeah. since grandmaster everything is a melt or a yeet stick yes. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense were you disappointed that this ends up not being tva uh, a little bit but at the same time i was kind of glad because of like just keep it just contained just a self-contained thing but at the same time i would have been mad if this was tva and they're trying to prune a werewolf that they were trying to kill or yeah. I, 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 I don't know how that situation would have went down. It would have been crazy. Like, maybe they're trying to prune a werewolf that was supposed to be stayed a human. Maybe he was supposed to get away two seconds ago and he didn't. And they pruned him. Right, right. <laughs> but for the most part, I was glad. Like, I'm about to get these pseudo SS Nazi garb soldiers with, like, shock collar or shock sticks. Like, I, it's the classic monster hunter goon aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I wasn't mad. Uh, Jack Russell is played by the talented Giel Garcia Berna. Um, the character himself of Werewolf first appeared in Marvel Spotlight number two in 1972, so 50 years ago. Um, he was created by Roy Thomas, Gene Thomas, Jerry Conway, and Michael Plug. And the character in the comics is a descendant of a mystical altered offshoot of humans called Lycanthropes. Um, during the during the night of the full moon. He is forced to mutate into a werewolf, a large, powerful form, which is a hybrid of half human, half wolf. Uh, But when he does this, he usually loses his human intellect, um, which he was talking about, you know, having some safeguards against. Once he turns into the werewolf, he has uh, super strength, super speed, super stamina, super durability, agility, reflexes, sense of smell, razor sharp teeth, claws that can break metal. Um, he's resistant to most conventional forms of injury and is very difficult to kill straight up. And even though he can be wounded, he recovers from non-fatal wounds much faster than any human would. Uh, he's vulnerable to magic, uh, and or like all werewolves, he can be killed by weapons made of silver. Um, but past that, he is someone to be, uh, he is a threat to society. Uh, in issue number 32 Facts. of Werewolf by Night, uh, where Moon Knight made his first appearance. So that's also some notable news there. They're old friends, apparently. Um, Elsa approaches Jack in his werewolf for Nope. Standing before them, fully, fully transformed, she attacks Verusa. Um, the guards start to shock him, and he disappears into the shadows, and we see that the top of the cage is open. We're like, ah, oh, damn. <laughs> they let the dog out. Yeah, let the dog out, right? Yeah, the, dog, the dog's out. Uh-oh. What happens next is a bloodbath as Werewolf systematically mauls various people in the room. Elsa goes hand-to-hand with a few hunters kills and kills them, uh, while Jack slaughters the guards in a black-and-white gore, you know, extravaganza. But it was black-and-white, so I guess you get away with it. He, like, ripped through the heart of one of them. It was, it was jacked up, man. Or a whole man's entire, like, stomach and chest out, I think. Like, it was just... Yeah. It, it was glory. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting it. No. It, it was, this is why I loved it even more, just because of the, the sheer brutality of how they introduced 
uh, a sun, a midnight sun. Like I, I, I don't know where to begin this thought process of just from the moment of when he grabbed her arm, the sheer terror on her face, to the moment yeah. he got shot, the the quiet and the smoke that filled the the room. <clears throat> oh, when he's standing there the, and his eyes are glowing. And you can only see kind of like the shadow of him with his glowing eyes and then like some flickers of light would show his face. I was like, this, you can't beat this. And you mentioned the Midnight Suns, considering Moon Knight is probably the first person introduced from that team. And if you consider the gore that they kind of played with there, that combined with this, there's no reason not to believe that their stuff is going to be a bit darker, a bit more bloody when it all comes together. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And I believe this version that we see of werewolf by night won't be the last version of him that we see like this is i feel like this is his well for lack of better words marvel's prototype version of him before he actually joins the team and gets his own suit he looks more uh i hope he looks more like van helsing's werewolf yeah. like a uh, form like more more with the snout in the face you know but yeah, yeah, more yeah. humanoid in the face because i love yeah. the classic look i think they did that just because of you know, it was the 1930s aesthetic, the love letter to the classic movie, uh, monster movie genre. Mm-hmm. But once it becomes more modern, he's going to look more modern, more yeah. vicious, bigger, more more, more dog than man. Yeah, but but he still retains his you know human intellect, but look more beast. <laughs> yep, and he keeps his pants, which is yeah, important. He keeps his pants. That's he'll super, switch your pants. Super. Andex. <laughs> yeah. It's your friend, man. Andex is, is your friend. best friend. Andex <laughs> is your friend. Uh, uh, so, after the bloodbath, Elsa approaches Jack in his werewolf form, and the beast leaps on her, but does not attack. Instead, he runs off into the night. Verusa, tired of all this. People coming to her house. <laughs> she's she's it up. Not she's tired of all. Yeah, yeah. She's tired <laughs> of all of this. She shows up out of nowhere with a rifle, points it at Elsa, saying she's a disgrace to the Bloodstone name. But before she can fire, Ted shows up and kills her with his touch. Uh, Elsa tells him where he can find Ted, and he walks away without a fuss, which I thought was pretty funny. She's like, he went that way. He's like, all right. 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 <laughs> And then, did I get this right? Verusa, Verusa's butler, like, is like, I work for you now? Yep. At and the end of it all, he was hiding in the corner, came out after all the blood <laughs> and said, uh, what, what do you want, my lord? Basically. Yeah, 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 like, I work for you now. Which makes sense, because he was working for the Bloodstones, and now he's just working for another Bloodstone. And yep. she tells him to pack up all the all the cool shit, and they're bringing it to wherever she's at. So that's, that's going to be pretty interesting. She's going to be the subject matter expert, I think, in a lot of ways, when we're going to need somebody to take down some of these uh, these ghoulies. Um, elsewhere, Jack wakes up normally, and he and Ted sit by a makeshift campsite, have coffee, and laugh about the night's events. The entire thing ends when they agree to get sushi together. That's, a, that's, a, that's the last line. The <laughs> whole... Just like, what? In the, best, in the <laughs> right? best way. In the best way, though. I'm just like, what? That's right, so like the, the only way you can end something like this, just in that, <laughs> I, at this point, it is in a Marvel fashion, just, and just to make you say, why, it make, you're going to end saying either what, or wow, or where do we go from here? Like, you're yeah. going to end in a W, <laughs> yeah. and it's a win. <laughs> for real, for real. For real, I like these two. I want a buddy, you know, buddy cop series with these two. I want to see how they met. Why, why, you know, how, why they've been so tight for so long. Um, I'm, I'm really, really interested in, in all of that. 
I don't really think you need to super um, get into man things stuff. I don't think you have to get super into his origin. You can ask somebody yeah, tell tell the story, you know, yeah, or just get a simple flashback. Like we're gonna have to cover that movie. You know that, right? There was a man. Oh, up and down. Up have and you down. seen it? But the old one, the two thousand five. Oh Lord! There's a two thousand five <laughs> man thing film. Um, Hold on. It, yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah, the budget was oh, five man. was five to seven point five million, and it made one point one million. So there's that. Oh, I do so. I got to do some oh, more work. Wait a minute, but this is why I love this show that we do, bro. The person who plays Man Thing in that movie is the same person who plays Man Thing in this. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Conan Stevens. Whoa. Conan Stevens. That's pretty Kevin. cool. That's Kevin. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Hey, hey. Was just blown. This, is, this is why people send him blowjob tweets, bro. This is why. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, is exactly why. why. This, this is, is why. Exactly again, why? Holy crap! Unless you're looking for that kind of stuff, you're not just gonna find it. And uh, again, just looked, and there it is. That That's, is amazing. That makes me just want to watch the old Manthe movie now. I have to now. I have yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. So that is to. that is so freaking cool. But yeah, man, this was a cinematic, uh, very cinematic experience considering it wasn't the length of a feature film. Um, I love that it, they play somewhere over the rainbow and the colors come in. We get to see Manthe in full Technicolor. Um, also, Bloodstone with that bright red jacket, the bright red Bloodstone. Um, also, Jack broke the number one rule of the MCU when it comes to random objects mm-hmm. that glow. Touching Don't touch it. it with your bare <laughs> hand. It. Right? Don't touch it. From I'm the tired of being your slave. To the, <laughs> to the power. Right. To the power stone. Like, can you not touch it if it's glowing, people? I don't know. Maybe because since he is a werewolf. And he's a dog. Is he colorblind? That's what that could have been it too. It was just a shiny object. He's waving, wagging his tail. Like, when they were in the cage, did you see when he scratched his ear like a yes. dog? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. That yes, I did. is funny attention to detail that I love. Yeah, that man. He has dog mannerisms as a man. They have covered so much about what they had to do that everything else, like I said, again, it's extra. You know what I'm saying? All this other Easter egg stuff just enriches what they've already done. If you'd never saw or knew that that man thing was the other man, like, that's fine. It's not a, a case of you had to watch Amazing Spider-Man and understand that Andrew Garfield is, you know what I'm like, it wasn't one Bro, of those yeah, this Spider-Man, that Spider-Man. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't one of those things. This works on its own. Everything else is um is the whipped cream and the cherry on top. And that's just how Marvel does their, their stuff now. I'm so thankful that they were able to take chances with this. Um, Definitely, we've seen that most people are digging this, and I hope I hope to hear a lot more um, from our you know diehard fan base about what they think about this, the direction that this is going, and all that stuff in the near future. Uh, we're still on the Marvel train. Next week, we will be covering She-Hulk in its entirety, uh, talking Ooh. about the, the themes, the cameos, where they can go next. As of recording. There's one episode left. Some very interesting uh, things have happened in the last episode. If you haven't caught up yet, we're not going to spoil them here. 
Uh, and then the same thing next week, we'll give you a bit of a spoiler-free review about what we think of the series, and then get into the nitty-gritty of some of the themes, characters, and uh, plot devices that they use to get our girl Jennifer over. But yeah, um, yeah this this has been uh, an absolute blast, and we now you know with last episode we've crossed the threshold of two hundred and fifty episodes. So that's so crazy. Um, I love that we're we're moving forward. Marvel's not stopping. If Kevin Feige is going to 2045, then we're going to twenty forty five, bro. That's just that's just how this well, is going to work. Fifty. So. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're uh, we're gonna go there. But uh, if you want to follow us as we go there, the quickest way to do so is to go to comicbookclick.com. It's the one stop for all things comic book click merchandise made by us and about us section. This is where we do our articles. We're going to get some new articles. We got a bigger team now and we're hoping to produce some new content in the future. Um, we want you guys to reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, or just social media in general, facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, um, at major issue CBC on Twitter. And you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We have a Patreon that you can choose to donate to. Uh, the first tier is $3. That is 10 cents a day. That's, that's, couch change. You understand? And you can give that to us and it can help us keep the lights on here. We do all of our content free of charge so any little bit helps yeah man just a dime man that's it dime a, a dime a day for a month um and honestly we had one of our recorders go down and it was because of the funds that we were able to procure through fans that are dedicated enough to donate that we were able to get back on board without too much of a uh, breakup in our schedule we still are committed to do this free of charge each and every week but if you're able to um donate we're looking to produce some kind of exclusive content for those that really want more so consider doing that if you want to support us but don't have the money right now i get it inflation uh rate and yeah. review us on itunes go to itunes and review us give us a rating five stars pretend the other stars don't even exist just hit the five star thing and then uh not only will you help other fans find our podcast but you know, it helps us grow as podcasters if you can rate and review us and tell us what you think we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Because I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell you how I do it because it will mess up the timeline. Next thing you know, we're going to have werewolves, vampires, uh, creatures from the Black Lagoon. We're not trying to do all that right up front, ladies and gentlemen. So believe me when I say... Yeah, believe me when I say that this is going to happen. Um, we will become that in the future. Jump on the bandwagon before the bandwagon uh, gets full. And yeah, consider buying merchandise at our T Public store. All of those links to support us or see more of our content are in the show's description. So just make sure you're following us wherever we go next. And the next stop will indeed be our She-Hulk. I'm gonna say season one review. We might be seeing more of that girl. So we'll uh, we'll we'll put a pin in that for then. But my name is George Serrano, aka the Don. Yeah, I am A Rob the Marvel God. And this has been our Werewolf by Night recap and review. And remember, whether you're a werewolf, a witch, or a vampire, a monster, a monster hunter, or just want to share a coffee with a friend named Ted, always remember that we are the click, but also remember that you, yes, you are worthy. <laughs> <laughs>